0: He called Keir uh, uh, a seriously rattled bus conductor. He, <laughs> he, said, he said that he said that Starmer's being pushed by the Corbynista mob. He said that he's got the conviction of a damp tea towel. And I was just watching that. That was the only part of the speech I was like...
1: God, he's yeah. so right. He really does have <laughs> the conviction of a damp tea towel. He has zero, nothing, just, oh, a squib. Welcome to the Not Bain podcast, your weekly rundown of UK politics from a black millennial view. Every Sunday, join Corey and me, Bay, your resident centre, lefty, as we look at Parliament, the headlines, and stories from across the pond and the diaspora. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Not Bane Podcast. There's no parliament this week, as it's the Tory conference. So we're going to be covering today. is going to give a, Corey is going to give Corey, the Tory is going to give us a rundown of the um Tory Party conference. He watched Boris's speech. We're going to hear all about that. It's going to be super interesting. Um, then we're going to be talking about the Pandora Papers, and we're also going to be covering Barbados's uh, reach for independence and the comments from their current Prime Minister Mia Mottley. So let's get straight into it.
0: And so we conservatives will defend our history and cultural inheritance, not because we're not because we're proud. Not because we're proud of everything, but because trying to edit it now is as dishonest as a celebrity trying furtively to change his entry in Wikipedia. First of all, my name is Corey. All right. I don't Corey appreciate the Tory? No, no, I don't appreciate that. Corrint? Appreciate... No, I don't appreciate I don't appreciate any of that. I just appreciate what my mother christened me. My mother and my father christened me a certain name, and I'd like to keep that. Thank you very much. Okay. So, yes, I did watch um Boris Johnson's speech. Um, I realised when I finished watching our Prime Minister's speech at his annual party conference that I took him too seriously and I shouldn't have taken him seriously because I should have just, you know when they say, when people show you who they are, believe them? He's a clown. I should have just started watching, of course, I'm watching a clown show. Instead, I got frustrated. Instead, I got frustrated thinking, what about, what is this clown doing? Why is this clown saying this? Why is this clown saying that? It would have been a lot easier if I had just started off with the mindset of, I am about to watch a clown. And so that I did. I did watch The Clown Show, Boris Johnson's speech to his party on the final day of the Tory party conference, which was held in the Jewel of the North, the greatest city in England, Manchester. I also oh, had...
1: Manchester. Are you uh, familiar with that place? Have you heard of it before?
0: Yes, I oh, live really? here. And the Are you from
1: there? Are you northern? I oh, and... would have known.
0: And the Tory Party have their uh, they they alternate between Birmingham and Manchester for their annual conference. What for their so, northern
1: powerhouse um, stick? Indeed,
0: um, I mean uh, it, it, it. It's nice that we are, you know, we have the we have the patronage of a national party. It's very nice. No matter which party it is. it's nice to have it. <sighs> However, the driving around the city centre is a nightmare when these conferences run because roads are blocked. Everything's blocked. It's just so. Like, the security is...
1: Can like you tell tight. when Boris is going around? Like, does he have a motorcade and stuff? Can you tell when he's on the move?
0: The most high-profile high, pro- high profile conservative I saw, and he's not really high-profile. Well, he's not high-profile, so it's not really a high-profile person. Anyway, the only person okay. I saw <laughs> who I recognised, put it that way, Daniel Hanan. Uh, tell people the people who, who Daniel Hanan is.
1: is and don't say I mean, Hanan, really, Daniel Hannan.
0: There's, there's no really no need. Um, I think he's a guy I argued with once on question time anyway yeah just this guy very yeah Tory a Tory um because I went to meet a friend who was up covering it press wise uh and so yeah anyway let's actually talk about the speech yeah so I mean for starters one point in the positive column it was shorter than Keir Starmer's speech you know, really hard like, is it
1: at this point?
0: I, I think Keir Starmer in his address at the Labour conference the week before went an hour and a half. Boris managed to do it in 50 minutes. I Apparently to no it.
1: but it went an hour and a half because there were also claps in between. We had, the claps were part of the timing. That's hey, why Boris we're actually all wrong. Too.
0: Boris had claps too. Boris had a lot of lines which me watching it seriously thought were just cheap clownish lines but clearly his people laughed it up and loved it. Um, and that actually takes me to my first point uh, of my analysis of his speech it was clearly it was clearly for it was for the base and again i don't know why i was surprised i mean it's a party conference of course he's going to be speaking to the base that's what it's for so i was like, i was getting frustrated because i'm trying to watch it you know as a neutral observer uh, but really it was for the base so yes he threw out a lot of a, a lot of just classic lines so uh, a first a few things he did um what one he 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 beat down on the the woke culture bandwagon um you know he said that we need to be proud of our history and not rewrite our history as people are trying to do now um cancel culture the wokes (sighs) we we need to be proud we don't need to be proud of we don't need to defend everything because we're not necessarily proud of everything but we need to stop editing our history
1: but no one's trying to edit it that's literally the whole point of this thing is that we're trying to not edit it and talk about all of it you okay carry on Uh uh-huh no no you're right
0: because it was it was the i'm sure the irony was missed on him and, and probably a lot of people in the room um Maybe me, because I'm one of the wokes. Maybe that's why I picked up on it. You count yourself w- as one of the wokes? In that same, I'm going to ignore that, in that same section <laughs> where he's talking about, uh, you know, we need to fight back against council culture and people, so he he couched that. He couched that in saying that, you know, people around the world admire this country, uh, our traditions, our histories, uh, and, and, you know, we need to, we attack and deny our history at our peril. And he started speaking about, you know, the, uh, being proud of the footballers, so he was speaking about being proud of the footballers at Euro, Euros. Yeah, the Euros this year when they were, you know, they've got to the final. They almost oh, won.
1: Really? Well, um, so. But of, however, go on. However, go on, please. How, yes,
0: proud of them almost winning the trophy, first trophy in 50 years. But then at the same time, were they not also kneeling? Was his not? Was his government? Was his home secretary not uh, accusing them of? Oh, what was the word she used? uh gesture politics gesture politics meaning.
1: and she um, refused to condemn the uh home fans booing them understand yes, from the from said them. they're allowed to boo whoever they want to boo i believe you know booing there. them
0: because they were protesting racism so it's like i mean again i was i was watching it thinking well, who's editing history now i mean now you're telling half the story you know i i, I sympathize with if you are from somewhere nobody who is nobody who identifies with a certain place is going to just trash it and want to trash it 100% of the time. That makes perfect sense. But he, he's he, he's doing the thing. And they do this. They do the thing that they accuse. It's projection, really.
1: Mm.
0: So that was the first thing he did in terms of throwing out for the base. Uh, he also clearly, clearly, uh, because of the, clearly anticipating the, well, not anticipating because it's already happened. Obviously, there's been some tax rises recently. V eight, uh, not V eighty, not yet. Anyway, uh, national insurance has gone up. Uh, Corporation tax is going up. So clearly, historically, traditionally, the Conservative Party's party of low taxation. Yeah. So he also, because there is there's obvi- there was an obvious uh, pushback against his tax rises. He started so speaking- many tax rises. Indeed. He 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 was sort of defending that he invoked Margaret Thatcher to defend. It was was great. He he invoked Margaret Thatcher to defend tax rises. I'll leave that. Yeah, I'll leave that with you. Um, So again, that was something else. You know, clearly he. So he's got so, ticking off the culture war box, ticking off the business mad at me for raising taxes box box, and my wealthy donors keep them happy. Um, and then the the uh, another thing, what was it yes, and the the uh, the other thing he threw out there as well, um he, so in talking about, again, this speech was very jumbled up. Now, kiss Starmer is boring nobody's <laughs> gonna deny that but at least the man can construct or his speech writers can construct, you know a point a, point b, point c coherent speech. This thing was all over the place. But again, he's a clown, so why why was I? His point why well, was I surprised I'm more surprised that whoever the speech writers are that they couldn't help it be better anyway um yes the other thing he you know he was he's talking about how uh you know basically Labour the communists he, he he called he's mentioned Corbyn I don't know why the guy's
1: not been being- obsessed <laughs> mentioned- Jeremy Corbyn get why he's not <laughs> been the Corbyn. leader for nearly two years now get a grip
0: he Communist Corbyn and then, you know, use that as a launching plan to talk about, you know, how Le- how Labour are basically the party of, um, the, you know, the the, the left. Like, Keir Starmer's not- so
1: boring, the current Prime Minister cannot be bothered to insult him. Like, that's how dull oh, he is. Like, no, no, he doesn't no, no. evoke any feeling. Or did he oh, talk no. about how dull he was?
0: No, he did. Yes, yes. I'm oh, please
1: do. Go. The, yes. last, the
0: last thing I was going to say about, you know, bits that he was throwing out to the base was he was very... But he spent a good few minutes of the speech really talking up the private sector and the free market economy, and you know the only re- part, basically part of the reason why uh, we we have such a great vaccine rollout, he, he he very quickly passed over the publicly funded, well not just publicly but partly publicly funded uni- universities. publicly
1: funded. No, University have
0: okay, yeah. He, he, research so, so.
1: for the vaccine. So if it speaking- wasn't if it wasn't for public funded, we wouldn't there wouldn't be a British vaccine at all. But carry on. So While with- speaking about the vaccine,
0: he. Mm. He just quickly passed over Oxford University and then was talking about, you know, the bankers who provided the capital, the private sector, um, basically up the private sector, up the free market. Britain is open for business and that's why. Um, so, hey, listen, it's the Conservative Conference. He's going to do yeah, the speaking. Yeah, he he did. So, so I, I started off by saying at least his speech, I said, you know, Stammers was more coherent. By the end of the day, he actually knows who his party is. And um, you know was was appealing to his people, and that's what you're supposed to do. Whereas I don't know what he's doing, but so yeah, he's appealing
1: to a section of his party. He was beating home
0: on the points, and hey, listen, it was the Conservative Party conference. That's what he should be doing.
1: Must have had a good time.
0: Um, What else was there? I've got so much written down here. I I almost forget that we only have like a few minutes for these sections. I've got like a whole essay written here. Um, Let me just go to one other bit. Go ahead. ahead. No,
1: no. You know, my thoughts and feelings on the subject.
0: Right. Well, just one last thing, I guess. Um, from, from an external point of view. So, the Adam Smith Institute accused him of economic illiteracy. Uh, you know, basically, there was this quote that they had. They were really just unimpressed because, again, a lot of it was sound bites, nothing really. A lot of his speech, he's talking, you know, this whole leveling up, global Britain, blah, 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 blah. These are huge once a century changes that he wants to make to the country mm. and it's just it's it's backed by just empty empty slogans really yeah um, so the adam smith institute accused him of economic illiteracy uh, they said leveling up so far consists of little more than listing regions and their local produce forest- <laughs> <laughs> yeah and forest- no, their real up.
1: free market is you know right
0: right Boris throws out impressive sounding economic terms like Pareto improvements to hide the fact (laughs) that he lacks policies to drive growth. Basically, the Adam Smith Institute said the same thing I said, but a lot prettier. He's a clown. But what they basically are saying is he just, he's not up to it. He's not up to the job of doing what he claims he wants to do.
1: I agree with them wholeheartedly.
0: We had another big reveal bunch of papers, this time called the Pandora Papers, the inner workings of the rich and famous, well I was going to say rich and famous, not all of them are famous, but they're all very rich, so why don't you tell us about the Pandora Papers?
1: It's so funny because whenever you like introduce what I'm going to be talking about, or like lead me in, it sounds like you're about to introduce like Crystal Maze or something.
0: Severely underrated show, by the Um, way.
1: mm, Severely underrated, how? There's literally a live experience (laughs) up the road. It's highly, I mean, it bangs, but that was, I was just making that point. You're just so excitable. Like, I'm super happy for you. I mean, I'm not, but whatever. Anyway, moving on. Yes. So instead of the Panama Papers, as Corey said and stole my intro line, we're actually talking about the Pandora Papers, which is basically along the same vein in terms of it's a large um, investigative reporting leak that has brought out how, You know, a lot of people within our own upper echelons of society, those with political sway or political ears are moving their money around, the royal family are moving their money around. I'm just gonna give you a few examples. Um, There's a Tory donor who has been revealed to have been involved with a deal of um, bribing the daughter of the president of Uzbekistan, I believe it was £167 million. Pounds. He paid her that much? That's how much the bribe was. Wow. Right? So what
0: What was the payoff then? The payoff must have been massive. If he, well... The bribe is that much.
1: I don't even know what it was for. It doesn't say what it was for, but... uh uh-huh. Sorry, not 167, 162 million. Wow. Mm-hmm. So imagine
0: if that was the payment for the bribe. Imagine and he, imagine yeah, and what he funded he's
1: gonna make. okay and he funded Boris Johnson's leadership bid leadership campaign 162 million that's how much the bribe was. The person didn't pay the the bribe directly but they were involved in the structuring deal of the bribe. The fact that the a bribe even has a structuring deal is mad but whatever like it's a whole thing it's not just you know this is not a little backhanded money this is structured this is contractual agreements between parties to of 106 million pounds to get god knows what there is um the queen's crown estate has um paid 67 million to the family of the president of azerbaijan you might have seen this in the front because on the front page of the evening standard in order to for, to acquire a property in london And Azerbaijan is one of the most corrupt countries in the world and has been for the past two decades. Mm, So that's our queen funding corrupt regimes around the world. Again, there's also, you know, this is like the King of Jordan, the president of um, Kenya, Tony Blair, um, everyone's fave, another Tory donor.
0: In Elizabeth's defence, she doesn't manage the day-to-day payments of the Crown Estate.
1: I didn't know that the Queen of England required defending by a lowly peon such as yourself.
0: I mean, it so is my go. duty as a as as a as a citizen as a subject. You were also going to say
1: because you want to say subject. It's okay if you enjoy the boot. Feel free to talk about it. It's absolutely fine. I mean, you're eh. a subject
0: too. We're all subjects. No,
1: I'm not. That's a personal choice. I'm not a subject. Eh, <laughs> nihu, Move it. Excuse me. I'm trying to list corruption. Um, another Tory donor who is a, also a friend of, um? no, sorry, he's a Russian oil tycoon who has also been listed as being involved in a large-scale corruption scheme and also donates money to the Tory party. So I think you guys can see a pattern here, one of, you know, donate not just the donating to the Tory party. First of all, don't laugh, Corey. It's not just about donating to the Tory party. It's just obviously we all know already that the rules are different for them than they are for everybody else but people are out here self-employed earning 30 40 grand a year killing themselves to make sure that they're putting their money aside to pay the tax man and these lot are going about dodging hundreds of million pounds worth of tax bills but you know hmrc will be knocking at your door for their three pound 50 that you didn't pay them in 2015 and they want their money and I'm not even, this is going to sound crazy, but like, I'm not specifically against like evading tax legally, but there there is, it's so avoiding. much more, avoided avoiding, I'm not so much more against avoiding tax legally, like sure, avoid a bit of tax, but these people have the money to pay the tax, they have the money to even pay a percentage of the tax. People who do not have the money to pay the tax, people who don't earn any money, who there's, they've just currently cut the £20 uplift, but Tory donors are avoiding hundreds, hundreds and tens of millions of pounds worth of tax bills. And the Tory party is quite happy to continue taking their money. And when stepped about this recently, Boris Johnson's yesterday, completely avoided the question and is... As he would, obviously, it's completely avoiding the question. And I'm pretty sure has no intentions of answering this in parliament or anywhere else. Otherwise, these are the people that we're voting into power. These are the people that are leading us. We have sat here through the COVID crisis and watched the money from our hands trickle upwards into theirs and the friends of the Conservative Party. And it's continuing to happen. And nobody seems to be able to to do anything about it. Least of all the opposition parties. So where do we go from here? Riot. I don't disagree, but this is Britain. There's not going to be any sort of rioting. We're not the French.
0: Okay, peaceful protest.
1: Uh, there's not even going to be any peaceful protest, because soon enough, peaceful protest is going to be illegal, because Pretty Patel will call it d- a disturbance. The noise is actually too loud, or this coughing that you guys are doing. and we'll, we'll we will have drag- to
0: keep the decibel levels down.
1: This is so okay. It's all okay. Yeah, a quiet protest, absolutely. Silent that's protest. really, that's going to that's get, get our money back.
0: Silent march. Could help. Sorry, this is a serious issue.
1: Absolutely, it's a serious issue. Where's the money? The money that you're asking us now, we're having to pay more in national insurance. There's going to be expectation. They're reducing the amount that you're able to, uh, that you should be earning before you start to pay back your student loans. There's going to be increases in council tax. The squeeze on the working class, the squeeze even on the middle class, is about to be insane. Where these guys are rampantly running around, not paying a tax in the world, you're probably paying more tax than any of them.
0: Well, um, I think I was uh, was I reading the OECD? So 100 yesterday. What was yesterday? Friday. When, uh, 136 countries have agreed to a, a, a global minimum for corporate corporate tax. Uh, so I mean, it's it's very much early stages, but if it does get ratified by all of these countries i guess respective parliaments and, and agreed properly there's this new agreement where they're going to be making sure that companies across companies that operate in those those countries the the minimum tax requirement effective corporate tax will be 15 so i thought that was an interesting that that came out yesterday i mean obviously this is something that clearly would have been in the works for months but i mm. thought it was interesting that that's come out this week um you know to try and i guess make sure that more tax is collected than perhaps currently already is and you know sort of locking off certain aspects of tax havens where companies can register in certain countries and you know pay an effective rate of zero percent
1: but in the same breath they're removing the rules for non-dom so that's non-domicile people so that's people who don't live here they're removing the rules for non-domicile people to in terms of buying properties and also making donations to political parties so Mm.
0: Uh, it's supposed to pay off give with one take with the other i guess it's what's what's the aggregate is the question at the end of the day you know in in 10 years time will more tax be collected than is being now that that's i guess the main that's how you measure it really i guess 10 years 20 years whatever metric you want to use
1: no it won't be and moving swiftly on we're moving across upon this week over to barbados and the queen that is Mia Motley, Corey said that she was uh, on fire, but I don't think he meant it in a good way. Or to say she was fiery. Which no, I said say? she
0: she had I said she had tyrannical inclinations.
1: Oh, so I was wrong completely. Tyrannical inclinations. This is what Corey says when he sees powerful women anyway. Go on. Do regale
0: us. <laughs> I'm gonna pass over and ignore that one. I have respect for women. I didn't say you didn't have space. respect for women. <clears throat> Mm. Yes so Barbados will become a republic on its on the 55th 50th anniversary of its independence from the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland when on the 30th of November this year Her Majesty the Queen Queen Elizabeth II will no longer be the queen of Barbados Barbados will no longer have a queen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Barbados will the people them Barbados will move from a monarchy to a republic
1: <clears throat> yes
0: so this has been on the cards for a little over a year Mia Motley, the Barbados Prime Minister, announced it last year in 2020 that Barbados would be moving to a republic. I was very sceptical. I thought it was not going to happen. I thought that they would use the pandemic as cover and say, oh, sorry, guys, didn't have time. Uh, come back later." you proved
1: year. right or wrong? I was proved wrong. Oh.
0: I was proved wrong. Um, however, in my being proven wrong highlights some of the problems in the process, which I'll move on to. Yes, but freedom Yes, freedom is a
1: struggle, but
0: carry on. Barbados will become the fourth Anglophone Caribbean country to become a republic and to ditch the British monarchy. So that is following. And can you have a guess as to when the last country became a republic in the, let's say, Anglophone Caribbean? And if you get this wrong, well, go mm. ahead.
1: No, no, no go mm. on, go on. 1962?
0: No, no, no. Earlier, oh. uh, later than that. 2001 <laughs> Not that not that recent 1984 Okay, you should be ashamed of yourself Because it's oh. um, <coughs> one of your countries of heritage <clears throat> Oh, wait Wait, from the
1: Commonwealth or from the Caribbean?
0: It's from the Caribbean The last Caribbean country to ditch the Queen Was Dominica in 1978
1: They had the Queen of England as their Queen
0: uh, Well, they all did um, Oh my gosh <clears throat> I did right, not know that at all do you know that- what?
1: It's actually I don't because I don't consider Dominica Anglophone. That's what it is. I don't consider them uh, anglophone at all. But anyway, down. carry
0: on. Prior to that, uh, Guyana and Trinidad and Tobago in 1970 and 1976, da, respectively. Da, so it has been 43 years since the last Caribbean nation uh ditched the Queen. Um, in total, there are six. I said three in Anglophone, Caribbean that would be Dominica, Guyana, and Trinidad and Tobago, and the other three being Cuba, the Dominican Republic, and of course Haiti, the original, the OG from 1803, 1801, sorry. Um, so yes, so, so Barbados will be, that will be happening. But there are some rumbles, whilst it is a popular move in terms of both of the political parties in Barbados, such that they are have committed to this and said that this is what they want to do. And as insofar as it seems to be the quote-unquote will of the people, there have been questions as to how it seems to have been rushed through. Um, the process is a bit disjointed. So essentially what's going to happen is, so in Barbados, unlike some other Caribbean countries, Barbados' constitution does not require a referendum for a change like this to take place. All that's needed is a two-thirds majority in both of its Houses of Parliament, which this past week, the I think the Senate, which was the second one, ratified it. So it's that's happening, it's definitely happening, no going back. Both Houses have said, yes, we're changing the constitution, we're going to get rid, we're going to have a president. And they even announced the lady who they've, Nominated to be the first president oh, of the republic. Oh, it is. Yes. So there is going to be a woman president and a woman prime minister. Excellent. So, uh, but a lot of people have, have raised eyebrows, as I said, because basically, what's what happening sort
1: of people is, have raised eyebrows?
0: Um, I mean, okay, for, I did read p- p- one of the one of the people who I read was um, the this senator for the opposition party. Okay, oh. the opposition. But yeah. saying that the opposition do, you know, ostensibly they do say they 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 favour this on paper. This in it,
1: your pro, What about it? Was of, this in your Pro the Queen magazine?
0: <laughs> monarchy. No, I wasn't reading really Monarchy. <laughs> um, I'm still waiting for my delivery. It was supposed to come this morning. Oh, hopefully it'll come on Monday. Anyway, no, it wasn't in that. No, basically, so what's, as I said, they've, they're definitely moving to a Republican Republic. They're going to have a president, but they're not actually changing the constitution yet. So they're changing okay. the constitution. It's somewhat, They're doing it post hoc. They're doing it after the fact. So it's yeah, not like... Okay. So, so a lot of people have been like, look, how are you going to just quickly say, okay, bam, bitch bash bash, we're changing. They have to obviously make some amendments to the constitution because there are references to the monarchy, the queen. Because the I think I general. think probably
1: if the material, if the material um stuff within the monarchy, not in the monarchy, if the material content of the constitution isn't changing, obviously it just in terms of who is the head of state and who the, the last buck stops with and stuff like the privy court, etc., etc., If everything else isn't changing, then I can understand why they would do the changing of the constitution afterwards, because it's a long... Changing of constitution takes time, everything's got to rewrite, and if they've got a written constitution, it's a lot of effort. It's not like the British constitution where it's technically alive and it changes as and when based on executive decisions and um, um, legal decisions and um, precedent. If it's a written constitution then it's going to take a bit of time. So yes, I can understand why they could be like, this is what we're putting in place. This is a framework. And then we're going to get it written down, which is going to take time. And we're going to go over. it. It's going to be properly edited. It's going to be subsection 1.A2B3C, C paragraph 4, asterisk, page yes, it 19. Takes time.
0: Yes, it takes time. But the fact is, it's taken 55 years since independence. Okay. It's taken over a year since it was first announced. The process of change of, of consultation that they're calling it for changing the constitution itself is only going to take another year. I think they've outlined, they said between 12 and 15 months. starting. Yes, but the decision December. has been, but it makes so, sense to do
1: the, make the decision first and then do the consultation afterwards. Of course it makes sense.
0: Yeah, of course. But no, no, you make the decision. Okay, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Then you do the consultation for the Constitution. You get people's actual buy-in. You get people's opinions. You get the public to actually have a a say into it. And then you make the final tick box change of saying, okay, bye-bye, we're becoming a republic." no, no, no,
1: no. no, Because things happen. Make the tick box change first, and then you can do the public buy-in afterwards. Because there is a political will and the public buy-in now... For freedom from the monarchy. Next thing you know, Elizabeth. Now that COVID's over, Elizabeth's hopping over on the plane. She's sending, she's sending um, Meghan and Harry to bring the send the brown people over, foreign to try and you know win over hearts and minds. She's sending over Will and Kate to win over hearts and minds. Nah, wrap it up, quick thing, before you get a royal visit. And now there's people throwing throw, 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 throwing flowers in the street. The children are crying. And next thing you know, it's a fifty, it's a fifty one forty nine. Nah.
0: Another nah. Scottish referendum result. You're, Absolutely, you're, you're no way. from from your separatist cousins to the north. Aren't not you?
1: even. I see that. I see Mia's vision. She's like, political will is there now. There's no sort of plan for any world visits happening anytime soon. They run. They just. They've got. They've just run off the only mixed race person who's married into the family across the globe. Now is the time to do it because next thing you know, they'll be finding. They'll be trying to rake up another one from the UK to try and to try and pull in the ethnic vote. No way. I absolutely get it. I get it. So well done, Mia.
0: The last thing I wanted Finish to you. mention on this one was <clears throat> there's talk about um this potentially having a domino effect and other countries in the Caribbean that are still that still have the monarchies there. Jamaica will be the last. Um, you know, following suit. I, I doubt it. I don't <laughs> so think there's do gonna I. be what do you what do you think?
1: Absolutely not.
0: Do you do- see any of the other islands? Exactly. The way that COVID
1: has battered the Caribbean, they have not got any time nor energy to be putting any political effort into this. These that have got to rebuild roads and bridges. There's a t- um, climate disaster going on that is affecting islands across that that hemisphere. Not even, even in terms of you know hurricanes, volcanoes, uh, tsunamis. Just there's so much aberrant weather in general and then there's a, a poverty crisis that is caused by covid there's also a covid crisis there's a complete lack and decimation of the tourism industry and that unfortunately in a lot of places has not given rise to blooming other industries they've just you know been trying to figure out new ways to rely on tourism so i don't think they've got the time or the energy to be focusing mm. on um independence from the monarchy to be honest they're yeah. probably desperate to get you know any sort of monaco if it will boost tourism
0: yeah i mean so it is worth saying that the the queen is is the head of state of uh i can't remember exactly how many countries in the caribbean but basically we've got that jamaica bag. uh saint kitts and Nevis. uh kitts Mont- here we go yeah no so antigua bahamas grenada jamaica saint kitts saint lucia and saint vincent uh all are still have a have the constitutional setup where the queen, they have, they have a monarchy, and it's not even so much. It, they have those that, yeah, they have, they have their, they have the monarchy as, as the head of state. So, so there are a lot of islands still to go. um mm-hmm. I mean, it's taken 43 years, as I said, since the last one. So, uh, it might take another 43 years for the
1: rest. Oh, I'll see you back then, in it.
0: Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Not Pod. That's N O T B A M E Pod. If you've got a comment or a suggestion for a future show, email us. Not Bain, pod at gmail.com. And if you're listening on iTunes, give us five stars.